0: Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Gluteman, and I am passionate about helping women just like you embrace your true self so you can show up confidently in your life. Join me as we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, reshaping what health and wellness really look like, and take steps to becoming captivatingly confident. With all that said, let's go to the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim and I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today. I even scripted out what I want to say because I feel like this is something that is so important and so pivotal that we all face in our lives and that is failure. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So typically for my podcast episodes, I kind of just go with what feels inspirational what feels good what feels aligned and that's where a lot of these podcasts come from is just from being in the community and just listening to what people are talking about especially in regards to health and wellness that has always been my passion and so a lot of this failure mindset comes up around that and I actually had an experience with failure yesterday so I'm going to talk a little bit about that too. So we're going to just jump right in if that's cool with you. So I, I don't really like the word failure. It always has felt really demeaning and destructive to me. And I think that's because in my life, failure has always been associated with shame. Like, if you fail, it's because there's something wrong with you. Like, we don't fail. Failure is not an option here, Okay. If you grew up in my house, you'd know we don't fail at things. We go until it's done. Like you will succeed. You will do this thing. You will serve these people. And if you don't, then there's there's a real problem there. And so to avoid feeling shame, which shame is that feeling that we get You know, it's like in the pit of your stomach, your energy contracts and you just feel yourself shrinking back and you're just wanting to hide because you feel just exposed and vulnerable and your weaknesses are just laid out. And it's like this feeling of, I am bad. I'm undeserving. I'm unworthy because I can't get the job done. And that's what that's what shame means to me, and I'm learning a lot about shame from Brene Brown, who is a shame researcher. She's been researching shame for 20 years. She's written five New York Times best-selling books, and right now I'm working through The Gifts of Imperfection, which, again mind-blowing. So if you haven't read anything of Brene's, you can definitely snag those on Amazon. She has so many great books. She also has an incredible TED Talk on vulnerability, and she just did a Netflix show called A Call to Courage, which if you haven't watched that yet, that's your homework because it's so good. It's amazing. And she talks about How shame can show up in our lives and how being vulnerable is actually the perfect way to combat shame. But in my household, that just wasn't even like something we talked about. We didn't talk about shame. I didn't know the difference between guilt and shame. Guilty says, I did a bad thing and I feel bad. Shame says, I am bad. Whether I do a bad thing or not, I am bad. I'm undeserving. I'm unworthy. And I think we often equate failure with that feeling of shame. And so when we, when we fail, it feels devastating, right? And it's embarrassing. And it's like, what's wrong with me that I couldn't do this thing? So what I want to do is I want to look at what we define as failure. So I looked it up in the dictionary <laughs> or I looked it up on Google I'm being honest, then the dictionary says that failure is either a lack of success or the omission of expected or required action. So here's the crazy thing, because those don't sound so bad, right? It's like, okay, well, lack of success. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. That's not bad. The omission of expected or required action. That one sounds a little more painful, but it's still, it's like, hurry, well, these definitions aren't so bad. Well, then you look at the synonyms that they assign to this idea of failure. And it's things like non-success, lack of success, non-fulfillment, abortion, miscarriage, defeat, frustration, collapse, foundering, misfiring coming to nothing, falling through, negligence, reminiscence. Mm -hmm. Whoa, I totally just butchered that. Remissness, like I am remiss. (laughs) I can read, I swear. Non-observance, non-performance, and dereliction. (sighs) No wonder it feels so uncomfortable to fail. Those are all the things that we equate with failure, all these ways of of not showing up, not following through, not doing what we say we're going to do. And it leads to this feeling of shame. And I want to propose an alternative. And you can take it or you can leave it. But I want us to look at failure a different way. So failing by definition is a lack of success. But I think we have to look at what do we define As success, using air quotes right now, you can't see me, but there's air quotes around success. So success is based on your expectations, which may be unrealistic or not in your best interest. So a lot of times we think, okay, well, success is this thing. So I'm going to journal seven days a week. I'm going to eat clean every day. I'm going to work out five days a week. And whatever it looks like for you, whatever you are trying to be successful at. And we set these expectations that are completely unrealistic. We do it with the best of intentions. However, when it comes to the execution, the showing up, the follow-through, we can't do it. We can't deliver because it's not an appropriate expectation. And when you do that, you're setting yourself up for this perceived failure by having unrealistic expectations for success. And this happens a lot when it comes to dieting and exercise am I right? (laughs) Am I right? I think I am. I know I am because I've seen it over and over and over again. These unrealistic expectations that we set and creating too many opportunities for quote failure because we don't have an idea of what we're, we're setting ourselves up for and being really honest about what we can achieve. Like, the best example I can think of is is having a personal training client in the gym. And I had many of these situations and I remember one time Cheryl was one of my personal training clients and she worked so hard. She was in her late 50s. She owned her own business. She had kids, you know, she had a high stress level life and and she wanted to lose weight. And we got on the scale one day after, you know, a couple weeks of working out together. And she had dropped like seven pounds in a couple of weeks. And I remember being like, holy cow, Cheryl, this is so exciting. Congratulations. And I look at her face and it's totally downcast. She's mm-hmm. going through that that shame spiral, that failure spiral, and she's like, I only lost seven pounds. I worked so hard. I did everything you said I should. And it was this moment that I will never forget. Because it hit me like a ton of bricks that her expectation was completely unrealistic. And when it comes to weight loss and body composition changes, most women have unrealistic expectations. They think, I put in X amount of work, I should get this result. And the body just doesn't work like that. Neither does our mind, right? And we have these expectations, and they just aren't realistic. And so by having those, you're really setting yourself up for failure. Another way that we do this is by the second definition. So the omission of expected or required action. So in other words, showing up. When you don't show up, you fail by definition. And what I don't like about this is that we often commit ourselves to things and make it impossible to show up fully and give that expected or required action. Again, it comes down to expectations for our abilities and our time. If you're committing to so many things and it's not realistic for you to do all of these things, of course, you're going to feel like a failure when you have to cancel, when you flake out, when you absolutely just forget. Have you ever done that? (laughs) You get a text message from someone that's like, hey, aren't we meeting right now? And you're like, shut up. I totally forgot I totally spaced I'm such a flake and then we launch ourselves into that shame spiral right where it's like self-destruction and just like this feeling of oh my gosh I'm dropping everything I can't do anything and it just it gets out of control so quickly versus taking a hard look at what you're saying yes to and really putting into practice the idea of delegating and of, you know, only committing to things that are 100% yes. And this is something I'm learning right now, too, is in human design, if you're familiar with human design at all, it's it's kind of, it's woo-woo at best. It's crazy. And it's something that I love. And there are so many people that are starting to look at human design a lot more. It's based on seven different Eastern principles ranging from I Ching to chakras and all these different astrological tools. But essentially, it's based on your birth date, your birth time, and birth place. And a lot of that defines who you are and how you are in the world. And one of the things for my type, because there's four four different types, and my type is the generator. And as a generator, I am supposed to check with my gut first when I'm making decisions, and I only say yes to things that are 100%, where I feel like, yes, this, this thing, 100%. So if you're committing to things that are just like, mm, that's like a 75% yes. That's like a 50% yes. Don't do it. Don't do it. And if you have to, if you're like a business owner and you're like, but Kim, this has to get done, delegate it out. Save your energy for things that are 100% yes. And as you do that, you're going to lighten your load. And it's going to be so much easier for you to show up and to show up fully and authentically the way that you want to, right? Versus running and feeling scattered and just having your energy splay out everywhere. You're in control of your energy because you're saying yes to things that you really want to say yes to. So, What if we ditched the idea of failure altogether? What if we replaced the word fail, again, here's the air quotes, (laughs) with find, F-I-N-D. Instead of thinking or saying, I failed, what if we said, I found? So some practical examples for you, because I love practical examples. And this one is actually one that just happened to me this week. So all month long, the month of April, I was working really hard on doing a pull-up, like a strict, beautiful, like dead hang over the nose, over the bar pull-up. And I worked and worked and worked and I was vulnerable and I posted it on Instagram. And I was like, guys, this is my goal. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a nutrition coach. I'm a, I'm a bad, you know what, in the gym. Like I got this. I'm going to do this thing. And. I even posted exercise videos on my Instagram story, which you can follow me if you want to, uh, on Instagram, kim.ludeman, L-U-D-E-M-A-N. I post a lot of uh, recipes and store finds and styling stuff all on there. And so I've been posting along, and there'll be people that have been following along and cheering me on, and the day comes, it's May 1st, and I'm like, all right, we're doing this pull-up thing, and I go to do it and it doesn't go. So I, I do a few other things, I come back, I try again, it doesn't go. I do a few more things, I come back, it doesn't go. And I had this moment where I was like, all right, I can choose in this moment to feel like I failed and to approach it from that aspect, or I can approach it from what did I find in this experience? And that felt so much better to me than thinking, okay, well, I failed, I just have to try again. Or failure is an important part of the process and I just need to like feel these uncomfortable feelings and then move through it. No, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that instead of having to go through that process, you can literally look at your experience and say, I didn't fail, I found. I found these things that helped me. And for next time, here's what I'm going to do different. So for example, for me, here's the words. I totally failed on my attempt to meet my pull-up goal. That's normally what I would say. But instead, I said, I totally found on my attempt to meet my pull-up goal that I just need more time and more lower lat, not elevation, activation. I just need to do a couple of these exercises so that I tone up the lower part of my latissimus dorsi, the huge back muscles that are required for pull up strength. I just need to work on those more and I'm going to try again. So I'm going to set my goal out for next month. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I am just saying I'm going to do it again in a month. I'm going to give myself more time and I'm going to work my lats. Here's another one. I failed on my. Insert name here, diet. I failed on my diet. What about instead, I found on my diet that restriction really doesn't work for me. Here's another one. I failed to get everything done on my list. What if I found to get everything done on my list, I need to prioritize and delegate more often? So, by taking out the failed and replace it with found, and then list what you found, that can be a huge game changer because not only are you acting like your own therapist, you're eliminating the shame game. You don't even have to play it, you don't even have to touch that because it's not about you not showing up, it's not about you failing to succeed. Now it's about you finding. What did I find in this situation? I found that I need more time. I found that I need to hire somebody to clean my house once a month. I found that self-care needs to be scheduled in or I'm not going to do it. I found that I need to batch cook rather than meal plan because that works better for my family. You know, And the list goes on and on and on of ways that you can find Answers, that you can find empowerment because how much more empowering does it feel to be like, I found this and that did or didn't work for me. And next time I can implement this strategy. Holy confidence, Batman. Like that is an incredible way to boost your own confidence and to eliminate the shame game of failure. And by looking for the lesson in failure, you can also find self-compassion and grace. And when you practice self-compassion and grace for you, for yourself, you will be amazed at how readily and available it is for other people. When you give yourself the benefit of the doubt, you can so easily give that to other people. I've seen this in driving A lot. I used to get really upset when people would cut me off or go speeding by. I'd be like, arms up in the air. And it wasn't until Lewis was old enough to talk and he was like, Mommy, why are you yelling at other cars? That it hit me. And it made me more aware of when I was doing it. And I started practicing giving other drivers the benefit of the doubt and compassion By saying, you know what? They probably have somewhere really important to be. And even if it is just a story that I tell myself, it helps. And it helps me to practice compassion for others and for myself. And when you do that, you can see how that impacts other people around you as well. How it impacts your family, your friends, your customers, people that you come into contact with. Because it helps to build your confidence, and it can, it can absolutely change with so very little work. This takes hardly any time at all. So recognizing that feeling that creeps up, right, that contracted energy, for me, it's always in the gut when I feel like a failure. Recognizing that bodily sensation and the thoughts that start to go and stopping them and say, it's not that I failed. It's that I found. And what did you find? And you can help others in this, too, and helping them to change their failures. Because what if nobody felt like a failure? We were all just in this process of discovery. We were all just finding what works. And we could do that together versus isolating and feeling ashamed and feeling discouraged and alone and feeling like we just want to quit and we want to give up. What if it was a whole community that could be like, what did you find? in that situation? What did you find in that experience? So that's my challenge for you, my friend, is to list out perceived failures, right? Going back to the definitions of failure is a lack of success or an omission of the required or expected action. So when you have those situations, or I like to say it just this way, when things don't go my way, they don't go how I want that is a great opportunity to say, okay, well, what can I find in this situation? So I want you to make a list of those perceived failures when things didn't go your way, they didn't go as you expected or planned, and I want you to write it out. Literally, I failed on X. And then underneath it, I found on X that I need da-da-da-da-da. And list out your needs. Become aware of what it is that you need and what can get you where you want to be. Because by doing this exercise, not only will you find more confidence and empowerment, but you'll also discover what it is that you need and how you can get that help that you need so you can feel more successful. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. I want you to head over to the Captivatingly Confident community on Facebook. Just type it in. You'll find it. And I want you to post and to share in the group What it is that you feel like you're failing at, but what you can find in those situations. I dare you to do it. Ooh, she just dared you. In fact, I double dog dare you to come and be vulnerable and share with us because that's what we love in the community. We love to support other women who are finding, growing, and getting their confidence on because there is nothing more attractive in this world than a woman who shows up as herself and she's being herself bravely in life. Okay, my friends. So go forth, not in failure, but in finding. And I cannot wait to hear what you come up with. I'll see you next week.